Hello guys, welcome to this podcast Everyday Talkies which ironically does not come out daily. I am Anshul and I talk about random things to random people, majorly about life, perspectives and thinking process. It's like an interview or let's say more of a conversation with one or two guests about random topics that interest us. To be really honest, it's just a way to reduce my inhibitions in talking to people. So, come join me and enjoy. Hello everyone, welcome to the new episode of Everyday Talkies. Today we are discussing the most hyped about topic in news, GameStop. Now, for people who do not know about this, um, yeah, we'll talk about that and we'll uh, discuss various aspects of it. And we have the two most sought-after guests and famous guests of the podcast series. Vivek, the OG guest, who has been in hiding for the past couple of months for some reason, I don't know. Hey, Vivek. Hi, Anshul. It's so good to be back. Finally, after such a long time, I really miss this interaction of ours on this on your podcast. You know, yeah, we need to uh, record numerous episodes after this. People seem to be missing you. You basically give me the views, so yeah, I should milk content from you more often. <laughs> I'm honored. I'm honored. And as stated by most people, a consensus from however small viewership that I have, that the next guest is the most learned and the most articulate person that I've ever. Talked in this podcast. So, hey, Chirag, welcome. That's a great introduction. Thank you so much. It's great to be back. It's always fun to chat up with you guys. And uh, yeah, anything I can do for help. Yeah, yeah. Like, if there's anything finance, I just only know about one guy uh, who can at least bring complex things into human levels. At least for me and for the others. No, no. Yeah, I would, I, I would disagree. I think Vivek is, I think, a bit more knowledgeable in the field of finance. But uh, I can give you a bit more knowledge on the crypto side. But yeah, Vivek, I think, has a lot more. Knowledge going on under his belt. Oh. You, you know, like uh, Chirag, Chirag is being extremely humble right now. So one thing I'd like to add is that not, not only finance, there's not not a single topic on which you can't talk with Chirag. Just uh, name any topic, and I can assure you that Chirag will have some inputs, or you know, he can have a healthy discussion with you on that on that particular topic. Yeah, don't tempt me. I might just uh, replace you with Chirag then for all the future episodes. I I, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind. I'll actually be delighted that I'll, I'll get to hear him more often. No, no, given that his hectic schedule, you know, I'll feel guilty just to even message him. With you, I can, you know, take that leave. <laughs> you can take that liberty with me. So. Chalo. so, good catch up, I think. But let's jump into the topic. So, Chirak, since you're the expert here, and uh, Vivek, please uh, chime in. Given that, you know, I didn't know that you are also a finance expert. Since we never talked about finance other than, you know, uh, we always interacted with space. I think that is something which we should, you know, talk about more often later. But, uh, um, Chirag and Vivek, uh, why don't you guys go ahead and, you know, um, tell us, just to give a brief overview on GameStop and, you know, then I'll act as the ignorant fellow and ask you random stupid questions so that I can understand this in a more greater detail. Okay, uh, so like I'll just, uh, you know, explain what, uh, like what happened, like the background behind what actually shorting a stock is. What happens is that like uh, when you're interested in a company, uh, so suppose there's a company A and you went to its financials and you you are of the opinion that that company will perform well in the future and it is undervalued right now in the stock market. So what you'll uh, do is you'll put your money in that share because you're confident that its price will rise in the future and the returns you'll get from that particular stock will be the returns you'll get from you know risk-free bonds or risk-free uh, investments. So you'll invest, invest over there and say suppose in two or three years you'll get a healthy return on the investment. But shorting is like the opposite of that. What happens in shorting is that like uh, suppose there's another company, company B, uh, you'll believe that the company is going to underperform, uh, company overvalued in the stock market. Like it is not going to uh, perform so well 
as much as investors believe. So what you'll do is that uh, you know you'll borrow someone's share and you'll sell it sell it in the market. So if if you borrow the share from me, you'll say that I'll return the share to you after suppose one year or or, or a few months. So I'll lend you my share and I'll ask you to return the share to me. So what you'll do is that you'll sell the uh, share in the market at at a very high price, which which you believe is a high price, at the price which you believe is a high price, and. After a few months, when the price falls, you'll buy it from the market, and then uh, you'll return the shares to me. So you make the profit on the margin by selling first and buying later. So that is how shorting generally functions. Like that is the background behind shorting. You know, get this. So since you uh, you know bought the shorting concept, so let me get this concept very clear and you know understand it from all sides. Now let me know if there's anything which I'm asking too absurd, but correct me there. So when you say shorting and when you say that you're basically selling first and then buying later. thus earning the gap or the difference in amount when the price falls now what happens when there is let's say that there is no stock in the market or let's say that you are initially selling right but what if there is nobody buying the shares like first let me understand that does anybody need to buy the shares when somebody is selling in the stock market has uh, does it have to be a to one for transaction so the thing is that um, usually what happens is that when you are shorting a particular share like you said you are borrowing the share from someone right now on an average what happens is that you don't go and borrow from an individual person it's usually the brokers that you go and borrow from right so there are these brokerage agencies these these bro- brokerage brokerage houses where you go you have a demat account out and uh, depending upon how much you know um, margin you have in your demat account uh, you can ask the broker for a Uh, share to uh, to borrow, which you can then sell in the market. Yeah, no, I was just um, clarifying one point there. What if the broker does not have the shares? Like we are expecting, like let's say that I can short any stock in the market, right? By this logic, so yeah, in that by that means the broker needs to have all the stocks so that I can borrow. So or stocks of all the companies. Yes. So how does that work? Does the broker have everything? So when you're buying and selling shares in the in the stock market, it's basic demand and supply, right? So like you said, your concern is that what if there is no share in the market? Usually that's not the case. The question should be, is the share available at a price I am willing to pay for it, right? If the if there is no one to pay for that uh, particular price, you either have to increase the price if you're buying or decrease the price if you're selling, right? So if you want to buy something. and there is not enough shares in the market to for you to buy you have to actually incentivize the people who are holding the shares to sell them to you right and how can you incentivize them you can offer them more price to sell their shares to you so that's that 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 uh, when you want to buy shares right and if you want to sell shares that's the the opposite will happen is that if no one is is buying it from you you have to decrease your price it's a basic demand and supply concept here is that you just have to Incentivize people to take the opposite side of your trade. Okay, so just adding on to that, so let's say that you know Zerotha is a name which people know since it's an online trading. Well, it's a brokerage firm. Now, when you say that you have to borrow shares, right, for shorting from the broker, so I mean you have to borrow shares from let's say Zerotha to short that share in the market. Now, is it uh, mandatory for Zerotha to have the share? What if Zerotha does not have that share? How does that work? Or is it just a too stupid question? And Zerotha has to have all the shares? No, it's not a stupid question. That definitely. See, the the thing is that okay. So you are putting in. So number one, what we have to firstly establish is that not everyone can short short share. Okay. Usually, when we talk about investing, so uh, the normal investor, the 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 retail investor, the small scale investor, they have they are usually limited to only buying shares and selling the shares that they already have. the concept of shorting is 
kind of the privilege of the rich in the sense that you have to have enough exposure in the market enough capital in your bank and enough margin with your brokers to be eligible uh, uh, to short a particular share because shorting is a very risky concept right so if you for example like when you are borrowing someone a uh, share from someone and selling in the market and you have like there is a time bomb which starts right so like we may give an example that you are borrowing the share shares for a for a period of one year in that one year you are uh, assuming that the price of the stock that you have bought is going to fall and you are going to buy that uh, that share at at the at this depressed price and then make the difference but what if in that one one year time period a lot can happen right the company fundamentals can change there can be a new ceo which is appointed and who who has you know the ability to turn around the company or there is some you know some other fundamental factors which kind of can turn around the company so again when we are buying a share the maximum loss that you can suffer is your initial investment because a share can only go to zero right it can it cannot it cannot fall further but on the other hand when you are shorting a share your losses are potentially infinite because the share price can technically go to like the sky is the limit right so that is one of the main reasons why shorting is so dangerous like we saw in case of gamestop is that if the share price keeps keeps on increasing your losses don't stop okay so your losses also keep on increasing because you have to buy back the share and give it back to the lenders at a particular point in time because that's the share which you don't own and no matter what the share price is at a particular point in time in the future you have to buy it at that point and that's the problem i like i like to add away what happened like chirag mentioned that uh, the retail investors can't short shares generally from what i'm aware of retail investors can short shares in the indian market but you have to close your position by the end of the day like if when you buy the share we call it long position and when you uh, say, uh, like sell the share before buying it that is called the short position uh, so if you're having a short position you need to close that position by the end of the day ah uh, so basically if you're selling the share in the morning you have to buy back the shares in the evening let's say so i'll say say a uh, share example like uh, during lockdown so when uh, the work was uh, less so i used to you know uh, explore the stock market so i started investing uh, investing my savings in that and to figure out how the market actually works because until unless you have a practical experience uh, you don't uh, exactly understand what people thinking or the point of views are so what happened is i i i uh, shorted a share in the morning and what happened was the price increased so i started having loss on that particular share and by the uh, by the end of the day the share had reached its higher circuit uh, so when a, a higher circuit is reached the trading of that particular share is stopped so i was not able to buy the share and i really got scared because i didn't know like what my losses actually will be now so like i started reading what the laws are for this at that at that time uh, what the law stated was that if i have uh, you know sold the share but i didn't i don't have that share actually with me uh, then i'll have to buy the share at 20% premium uh, from the uh, like outside the market there's a there's a particular particular market where you know the retail investors who were not able to close their position uh, they'll have to ask someone else to give them the share at the 20 at 20% higher premium and so if i had to do that like uh, my uh, loss positions was running in 200 or 300% of my actual uh, initial investment so Uh, that is why uh, like uh, the short position is very risky for retail investors and the government doesn't want you to risk too much in that so one last question before you know we close out the short and then we'll jump into the actual story of gamestop is what if when you're shorting right uh, and let's say somebody has shorted at with the assumption that the price will go down and then you will buy back the shares what if that the company that you're shorting goes bankrupt so basically the share price falls to zero so then uh, how do you buy back the shares like what what happens to that those shares you, what you are describing is the perfect opportunity for the short short sellers right that 
that is kind of you are reaching the ultimate point of your profit so at 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 some point in time you are saying that the company is becoming bankrupt and the shares are potentially going to almost zero value right so you so you have a uh, have a contract with the lenders that you will give them back the shares at a particular you will give them back the shares at this point in time in the future now you are seeing that for example if you have borrowed the shares for a year and you see that after 6 months the company is almost reaching bankruptcy now bankruptcy is not a simple procedure right it 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 drags along for a long long period of time in that time the share price will fluctuate a lot and go to single digits and go back to double digits again again there will be some good news some bad news it's upon you as a short seller to de- to determine a particular point in time in the future where you see that okay this is where i want to maximize my profit for example the share price dropped from 100 to 5 rupees at at 5 rupees you decide okay the this is like um, i i don't want to take any further risk because the share price becomes very volatile at these situations right so the usually what the short seller will do is that they'll see that okay this is, this is i want to maximize my profit i'll buy it at 5 rupees i'll keep the shares with me I'll, or i'll give this give the shares back to the lender close out my position and i'm and I'm, i'm out of the market okay given that now we have a basic understanding of what shorting is and i'm sure we'll understand more about it so you know who wants to take who who is aware of the entire uh, game stop tussle between redditors and uh, wall street <laughs> i think i i think we can, we can, we can both uh, take the lead here i can i can give a brief description about game stop and what wall street bets are i just got a i just got a notification okay on twitter uh, i'll just I, i'll just want to read it out uh, so it is from a uh, handle named reddit trading uh, so they have tweeted that I mean if Elon Musk likes what you buy you're probably in good hands richest man in the world <laughs> so i think uh, like that uh, that explains what i have to contribute to this yes and you know i think that is a, a big piece of discussion which i want to have in the later part of this uh, episode so hold on to that thought so chirag go ahead and i'll pitch in to the things that i know about this task sure, sure sure yeah definitely so i think i think it's it's uh, best to give a bit of a background about what gamestop actually is as a company and why it came into the headline so recently and so suddenly right so gamestop actually it was founded in uh, 1984 it's a very similar presence in the united states with a very simple business model their business model is that they sell video games and gaming equipment out of their physical retail stores and their retail stores are very common to see in the united states they usually in the malls so this business model like uh that that we see of having a physical retail store where people can go and buy these gaming equipments and the games it became kind of you know redundant in the sense that now games can be you know bought online and nowadays can be downloaded directly into the console so the major demographic that they had no longer went into the retail store so they were seeing revenues drop quite uh, from 2015 onwards and in 2018 19 they saw their negative numbers in their basically they, they reported net losses in 2018 and 2019 and then came covid and which made things even worse and so the widespread lockdowns they put additional strains on the revenue and the burden of debt and lease payments on these rental places that they had they threatened the company into bankruptcy and there was the threat of bankruptcy in 2019 and 2020 for the company so and the stock price it it almost reached a low of 3.5 in march of 2020 so you see the company was not doing so well and uh, this is where we see uh these hedge funds enter into the game is because like we discussed that short selling of when you expect a particular particular company to do bad you bet against that company right to make profit so th- these hedge funds they saw that 
GameStop as a company as uh, as a business model was not working out, and so they had a lot of they had they had huge amounts of debt against the company, right? So, and here is where a very technical uh, and a, a very interesting thing happened in the sense that uh, at a particular point in time, uh, approximately November 2019, say. GameStop has a particular number of shares which are being floated in, in in the market, right? There are total number of shares which people can buy and sell. So that was that amount was approximately 62 million shares, which can be so bought or sold sold in the market. Now, at approximately say towards the end of 2019 and beginning of 2020, shorts the people who short sold the shares was actually more than the number of shares available in the market. So, do you understand the dilemma here? In the sense that the short sellers, these hedge funds and big, big in, uh, institutional investors, who had the ability to short the shares of GameStop and other such companies in the market, for GameStop, what they did is that they actually short sold more shares than that were available in the market. It's a bit of a financial. How is that even possible? Like, oh, like I think I can give you a small example of how it happened. Uh, suppose there are four people, Anshul, Chirag. I and suppose there's a fourth person D. So I I hold the shares. So you borrow the shares from me, and you sold it to Chirag. Uh, so like that's a single share which you borrowed from me and you sold to Chirag. Now some uh, suppose the fourth person borrowed the shares from Chirag and sold it back to me. So that with the uh, the same shares has been sold twice. Like it it has been shorted twice because you have also borrowed the same share and uh, the fourth person has also borrowed the same share and it's the same uh, same share. Oh, okay. So it's just the same thing going around and around. I think that happened. I think something similar happened. When such a scenario occurs, and what what usually happens is that people can see in these financial public financial domain that how many shares are long a particular stock and how many shares are short a particular stock, right? So this is public knowledge. Everyone can see this in Bloomberg and Reuters. Okay. So now this is the situation that there is a company which is going under. Or it is doing very poorly, and the market situation, the environment, everything is going against the company, and people are betting against the company very hard, so hard that the short sellers are actually more than the total market circulation of that particular share stock. Right? Now, what happens is that now enters the Reddit group that is known as um, R/Wall Street Bets. It's actually it's a huge group with over three million people, three million uh, participants, where. You know, they they give advices on which stock to buy, which stock to sell, and how the market is going to perform. So it's it's there's there are no experts, but there are self-proclaimed experts in the group who kind of give advices and they follow what these experts kind of say. In that group, like uh, like I think it was uh, in September 2019 or August of 2019, uh, a particular uh, uh, member of the group he pointed out that this share GameStop is being shorted heavily. and there will come a point in in the future where these people who have shorted the share will have to buy back the share so it's a good time to enter in, into the stock because at a particular point in time when these people close out their positions the, the the stock price will increase because that's you know normal market dynamics if you, if if someone has to uh, close their sh- uh, short position they have to go into the market and they have to buy back the shares to give it to the lender so obviously they assume that okay this share is being shorted heavily let's get into the share and let's drive up the prices by driving up the prices you are kind of forcing these short sellers to you know close out their positions when they close out their positions they go and buy it from the market 
when when they go to buy it from the market, the prices increase, which are, which again incentivizes other short sellers to buy because they have to close out their position, which again increases the price. And this chain keeps on increasing, and this cascading effect is known as a short squeeze. Okay, so this is also a very technical term which is being floated around. Is a short squeeze when the price price of a particular stock which is being shorted. it starts increasing and as the prices increase the short sellers have to close out their position and as they are closing out their position the prices increase again and as they the prices increase again this keeps on happening and the stock price shoots up in a very small period of time this is kind of what happened in case of gamestop now just to give a different flavor to the story and something which i have been following from twitter and reddit there was this guy called Okay, I don't know. I should not. If I name, should I name names? But okay, let's skip that. Um, there was this guy. It's a very controversial name. <laughs> no, no, not the controversial. There's another guy. I'll not take that controversial name. So. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there was this other guy who was actually following this subreddit for a quite a long time, and the original guy who came up with this idea, or so-called the hero of uh, this fiasco now, is um, that he was. From a year, he was just posting that he was, you know, constantly buying the share, and nobody was understanding why that was. And uh, he was mentioning that, you know, as you correctly, uh, as you correctly said, that uh, GameStop uh, stock is heavily shorted, and there are, you know, more stocks sold rather that, than there is in the market. So, or shorter than there is in the market. So, which makes no sense. So he started buying, and he also uh, mentioned that. the ceo of the company was doing rounds and he was you know making speeches that he wants to revive the company and yeah the company was making losses and lockdown had hit them pretty hard but it's not like they were in a complete shutdown mode it was not a blockbuster scenario you know like the blockbuster netflix scenario it was not that it, it they still have people people going in and because of this current uh, craze for consoles like xbox and ps5 there were people lining up in the stores so it was not like it was just empty stores so he started bu- buying that and uh, after some people when they you know got to know this and they understood uh, what he was trying to say in a whole meme style craze people started buying it and as you know as you correctly mentioned the prices started increasing and when the losses were getting too high the hedge funds wanted to close out their position so they had to buy stocks too now the demand is too high so the prices goes up the price keeps on rising and they are keep you know they keep on losing money and the biggest i would say disaster or i don't know uh, yeah probably disaster was that one of the hedge funds called melvin capital they almost went bankrupt two other hedge funds had to infuse funds of over 2 billion dollars just to save them now hold on hold on hold on i know the episode ends now but the story does not end here this conversation was so amazing that i thought let's break it down into three parts so that you know it's easy to digest information this first part we learned about you know what is shorting and how did you know the hedge funds lose money because of that in the next episode we will discuss the other reason why hedge funds are losing money and that's called options uh, it's coming out on wednesday stay tuned for that at a special episode for everybody who's following this news story and following that on next week we will have the final episode for gamestop where we will discuss the philosophical implications the moral implications of what is happening uh, in terms of media in terms of redditors making these sales or in terms of hedge funds shorting shares which are not even there in the market so yeah we'll discuss the philosophical aspects in the last episode so stay tuned for that and if you have any more updates or if you guys want us to cover any such interesting topics let us know i'll try to bring in experts who can tell us more about it till then stay tuned bye bye